Hey, it's Andrew here, and I'm recording the intro to this podcast by myself because, well, quite frankly, we forgot to record it while Dan was here with me. So the beginning of this might be a little bit misleading because it was going to be the last episode of a previous series called Internet Marketing for Humans, but Dan and I liked it so much we decided to make it our own thing. So there's the stupid caveat. If you like SEO, wrap your ears around this. Here we go. I was just thinking, like, should we have theme music? Because I think, actually, a lot of it ties into not giving a shit um, in a weird way. So I'm just wondering if, like, rather than, than, like, making it Hey, welcome back to Internet Marketing for Humans. This is our last episode, and it's like the last day of term. Or when you're just about to leave a school and you think, do you know what? There are things I've wanted to say while I'm at this school, but I've not said them. So I've got Dan Callis here with me, who I think is a similar state of mind. There is something new coming, but I'm not going to tell you about yet. But just to give you a bit of background, Dan is an SEO who's worked in agencies, some some kind of fairly big agency. He had some big roles, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. And I've not. Um, I've always been running my own thing. I call it an agency because otherwise if you see... If you put your company down name on a piece of paper, don't know what people don't know what it means. <laughs> That's what I struggle stuff. with as it is, because I'm just going by the name Dan Callis SEO as a sole trader. But I know a lot of people that are doing the same thing as me, and they're going by you know uh, not just their name, so they sound much bigger than they are as soon as you, you say know, it. It's difficult because I was Andrew Law's associates for ten years, and now kind of rebranded as SEO. Part of the reason was. If I paid people, it always came through as Andrew Law's ass. Which, to be honest, that wasn't a da- <laughs> that wasn't a downside. That that was all right. But I I also was a bit concerned about this kind of cult personality that we see a lot in SEO. Is that an accusation? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> God, anyone listening to this hasn't met you. Kind of no. Gosh, shit. Yeah, I should probably explain that the um yeah that that's not that's not Dan's stick. You're not. Hey, I'm Dan. Listen to Dan. This is what Dan thinks about SEO. Yeah, I think I struggled with full ego death sort of somewhere in my early thirties, and um, even before then, like you know, I think being a frontman in bands, and, and I suppose you'll touch on this as well, how we've got quite a similar interest in music. Which is how we've ended up having some really interesting chats. We've said, you know what, we should just record this on the podcast. Um, I forgot what I was saying already. <laughs> I was accusing you of being a maniac because you use your own name for yeah. for your work. Um, I can't even remember what my original point was. I was saying in SEO you kind of get the people who, I mean, the, the big names are obviously in. And I was going to say it, it's easy to, to make fun of the big names like Neil Patel, but it's also fun. Yeah, I think that on LinkedIn there's a lot of problems with people that just sell something that isn't them, um, and it is hustle culture, isn't it? It is this idea, and like you know, every recession, you know, which we are in, a, you know, I know like not in any official name, but we are in a financial downturn. You do get a lot of people that either through a lack of kind of appreciation for actually what's going on in the world, or just because. Um, they're a bit con artisty, um, will be like, oh, you know, here's the easy way to make 10 grand, uh, you know, a month and things like that. And they'll always be like five bullet point tips. And it's like, you can't reduce getting that far in life to five bullet point tips. It, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I'm a fair bit older than Dan. So I, I started an SEO. Well, I started being aware of it and, and doing it about 98, just kind of going, hang on, 
13 we've, years before we've, me. we've built a website how are people going to find it so this is kind of almost pre well, i think I, I started about the same time google started and the first few years when people found out what you did they were like that's really interesting that's really cool and we're like oh yeah this is just the wild west we don't really know what we're doing but let's try and stick to like doing good shit because that's just generally well it's generally how i try and most people try to live their lives hopefully and then all of a sudden these tutorials started popping up online how to get rich with seo and that I, was what it was back then though i mean like what back then you don't think it's i don't think it's changed there's still plenty of that stuff out there, there now there is but i think it's a lot harder to do i mean i know that what? i know there was people like you know back in the day doing seo for like pharma and like you know like getting commission deals because they were going in because in this day and age, like most businesses know what SEO art is, and they're going to say, all right, well, I'll pay X, Y, Z for SEO. Whereas back then, a lot of people were just going in and saying, like, well, I'll tell you what, if I can sell, you know, like early affiliate stuff, you know, it's like if I come in and basically work as an arm of sales for you and generate you a load of leads and money, give me X percent. And some people, like, literally in the early days were taking home, like, absolutely ridiculous money monthly just because they were ahead of the curve on gaming system. Um, but did that actually think this happened in this country? I can remember. Yeah, it happened everywhere. It, it happened everywhere. The world. It? I mean, even you know, like um, my first boss in uh, digital who uh, sort of took a chance on me. Shout out Matt Bennett, uh, formerly of Oco Britnet. Now I think he just consults. Um, but one of his early businesses was, and I don't know whether you might get annoyed at me telling everyone this, but one of his early businesses was selling Pokemon cards online, and they had like a you know a viable business structure behind doing that. But by and large, you know, like Matt wasn't selling poke. I mean, yeah, he was into Magic the Gathering, I believe. So he kind of got the concept of the game. But he was, he was, you know, I was the target audience for Pokemon when it came <laughs> out. He was like older than me. Um, but the reason he did that is because he knew how to get. He when he knew there was a small market of people. Bear in mind, search was even smaller back then, but it was still enough to make a living. Just because you were one of like three, four people who knew how to get to the top of it, and it would be a battle between those. Like, you know, four black hats, you know, like, even now, like, I was, I, you know, I had, my boiler broke and I had a plumber over my house fixing it earlier and I was chatting, he sort of said, oh, what do you do? Because he obviously was wondering why I was sort of lounging around in my pants still at <laughs> a.m. As I, as I usually do. Because that's how you work. <laughs> yeah, I know, you know, why get dressed when I can just get, get a coffee and get straight on my computer. But um, I sort of explained it to him what I do and it's amazing, like, how many, like, people generally... You know, you, you spend a lot of time floating in marketing circles or in, like, you know, big business, and yet you think everyone knows what SEO is. But a lot of people don't, and they see their website as, you know, the amount of people I spoke to who have said, like, oh, I'm starting a business, I want to launch a website, what do I need to do? And when you say, like, well, what, what are you going to have on your website? And they, they'll always be like, well, you know, they'll treat it more like an online brochure. Mm. Um, and I can see the naivety in that, because I thought like that before I knew what SEO was as well, you know, unless you're in, indulged in the world of digital marketing, they're not things you think about. And I sort of explained to him, like, you know, there's a way, for example, you know, you would just put a website up saying, you know, like XYZ, handyman, plumber, whatever. But I would put something up that's like, well, let's take all your services and put them as service pages and mention that you do that locally. So when people search, for example, for like Ipswich Boiler Repair, you have a page that's about boiler repair on your website that people will read and go, yep, he's an expert in that. 
I'm going to get in touch or whatever, mm. you know. And then there's other little factors, you know, like conversion rate optimization, um, you know, local SEO. If he decides he wants to expand in other regions, you know, you want to launch regional pages. And these are all, like, you know, content as well, you know. Like, let's fucking talk about content. I'm going to use the F word for the first time. Fucking go for it. Honestly, the amount of SEOs I still see talking so heavily about technical. And it is important. If you work with a massive website, you know, I've got a client who's got... 70,000 products on their website replicated um, I think four times in other languages at the moment um, and they've got a real issue with indexing and crawling and filtering and it's causing a lot of index bloat and it's causing a lot of crawl budget waste that's when technical becomes like a real you know unpicking things but for most businesses the majority of what they want is a decent service landing page a decent home page and decent content about their website having their local setup having their international setup um, and I think a lot of SEO is just looking at data and going, well, what do I do with this data? And a lot of people don't think like that. They tend to think, oh, um, it's just something you just put up and it happens. You know, how many businesses have you had come to you saying, oh, I think it's time um, to SEO our website. And you're like, what, after you've paid a load of money? How long have you had it? <laughs> yeah, like It's one of the questions I ask. How long has it been there? Well, the other one I, that I get is we want a new website and I always say why and they say oh the other one's just getting a bit tired I'm like yeah but it's ranking it's got good information about your business and when people see it they call you or email you mm. it's it's I think you you and I are both I don't want to say realists because that I think that would offend both of us and our creativity but <laughs> we um cynics 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 is a good word I'd do you know what? Like, I worry a lot about my LinkedIn presence because sometimes I'm like, am I taking this too far? Um, and I've, I've had a chat with clients about this. I jokingly be like, oh, you know, like, um, oh, I think I'll go too far on LinkedIn. And um, one of my clients actually said, I guess, do you know what? Part of the reason I, I, I decided I wanted you is I was looking for an SEO and I added you. And then you started going off about James Watt, a brew dog, and how much of a prick you think he is. And I was like, do you know what? This guy's not afraid to tell it how it is. I can trust him. Mm. And I think I like that about myself. It's like, yeah, all right, I'm an outspoken little gobby, opinionated shite. But I like to think I'm opinionated on things I'm informed about. Like, I don't have a very opinionated opinion on cricket, for example, because I know nothing about cricket. But on the flip side, if someone else I know is an expert in something, I tend to take that at face value for what it is. So if a PPC expert comes to me and goes, I get PPC, I don't turn around and go, oh, you're really opinionated on PPC. Because it's like, so you fucking should be. It's your job. I think the word, the word opinionated for me has too many negative connotations. Mm. You, you can have, you can express experiences that I think some people can mistake for being opinionated. And I mean, the, the way I try and approach these things, I'll... I, I'm not going to say who, but one of my clients, they're ranking lovely, doing really well. So many NDAs broken in the next hour. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, I'm, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be boring and tight. But some, somebody they know looked at the site and said, yeah, but look what the competitors rank for. And I was challenged on it. And I said, no, please do. Bring it on. Please challenge it. Because there's me, um, you know, Matt, who I work with, and then good people like you who we all sort of associate with each other. And I'm not going to pretend I'm perfect. If you ever meet an SEO who says they they know exactly what they're doing, then that's what you should be sceptical of. So I don't think you're opinionated. You're saying, you know, based on my experience, I've seen this mistake happen many times before. So if you're going to tell me that the best way to do SEO in this instance is to 
I don't know, let's do something stupid, build loads of doorway pages called Best Plumber in Ipswich, Best Plumber in Essex, Best Plumber in Chelmsford. Then still I'm going to say, it. you do still, still see it. it, you do still, still see it. I've, I think I've ordered at least three clients this year, that, well, not this year, it's 2023 now. So God, I, I don't think it's happen? opinionated to say that is not an approach that's going to work for you. At, at this stage, you've been doing SEO many, many years, as have I, and you just go, that's not going to work. Because who are you trying to fool, really? I think people get drilled down and they they gravitate towards the wrong things. You know, as I was saying earlier about, you know, talking about, I went off on a bit of a tangent, which will happen a lot. Because, cool. you know, as we said, the reason we wanted to do this episode was because we go off on these tangents in the office. But I see a lot of people selling technical SEO when it's not needed. It's like, yeah, all right, you could go in and fix a few 404s and those category pages probably shouldn't be indexed and... Oh no, your customer login page is indexed. Holy shit, everyone set fire to the internet now. Game over, mate. You're going to get penguined, um, which isn't the case. You know, it's like, I've, I always, I think it was Chris Green when we were at Strategic come up with this analogy. Big up, Chris. Big up, Chris. What up? Um, I don't know whether it was him or me or whether it was a bit of both. See, I, my ego's out of control. I can't even let Chris have any credit. I'm sorry, Joe. No, I'm pretty sure it was him. But he come up with this concept of like, well, actually... You know, because I was saying this a lot, like, because Andy would often look at the SEO campaigns and say, our oh, boss is Go on, strategic. Dan, who's Andy? Andy? Andy Smith is strategic. He would look at them and, and you know, as is his job, to look at things and, and go, where's well, there a problem there? You know, like, I've spotted this. And a lot of the time it would be, well, yeah, from an SEO sort of, you know, understanding, yes, like, the XML sitemap has a couple of broken links in it. It's not... Exactly, but there is, you know, you think of it as a gauge, you know, or like, you know, a, a dial you move. You know, it, it's a mixing desk. You know, let's talk in our language. Yeah. SEO is a mixing desk. And you're not going to have everything all up at once because it's too much noise. And there's going to be some things that are more important than others. Um, and Chris came up with this concept of like, you know, actually technical SEO isn't about having a perfect website. You know, if, you, if you're 90% there, you're probably fine. I mean, look at some of the biggest websites in the world that rank everywhere, you know, like bookstores, a lot of bookstores, like, they, you know, they've got like, 300 million products on their website you know look at amazon look at ebay it's impossible to do good technical seo on those websites B they're B massive bbc is the one that always cuts through when i mention it because bbc in this country on the whole is is held up as being a decent organization but i say well you run you run an audit on the bbc website it's screwed <laughs> it's was, really bad i, think Actually, I haven't done it for a while so don't, don't well call me out on it go on call me out on no it. i think uh, i was just gonna say actually i think his name's dan moorhead I, I did a talk with him in london a few years back and i'm pretty sure he's been in charge of the, oh, the really? bbc seo for like the last five years so i thought oh, probably you should say something there but no um i know that when he came in they were having challenges as far as i'm aware from what he's posted publicly and he's came in and he has resolved to a be lot. fair i probably haven't looked in five years there's a lot of legacy content though i mean well, that, that, that's, it's, that's it's, the issue because it's huge it's it's hard to do I, i've brought you in on projects before and like le legacy content we're 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 into it uh, you know i i'm into it if, if partly because if you create good content and it's probably not indexed these days then let's have a look at that let's not just try and keep reinventing the wheel so when you've got a site like the bbc holy shit they must have so much stuff there's reviews I wrote for the BBC about live music in, in Ipswich. There's some stuff that's still like on the old CMS. It's, you go in, it's still on the old CMS. Yes. But then again, you know, like I still see this, you know, like um, 
you can find articles on most newspapers in some kind of legacy CMS somewhere if mm. you look hard enough. Um, if not, an article that's from like you know thirty years ago that's been migrated over and all the codes like in it is broken because it was built on a completely different internet. You know, like let, let's not talk about a different website. We're talking like screen size, everything, speeds. You know, mm. everything was different. Um, Do you think it's like when I when I find a website like that now? I, it's like seeing an old relative that you haven't seen for years. Like way they, back machine. Yeah, well, right, there's live ones, right? And I, I, this may get me shit. I don't know. Um, but the Speedworth, the stock car racing in Ipswich, and I'm not going to do a takedown at all. But that website isn't mobile friendly. And like, how? How? How is it? And it must be because they built it 20 years ago, and haven't changed it. But it's, it's a little bit like, oh, wow, look at that. I remember those days. It would be like finding a <coughs> Yahoo, um, a GeoCities or an Angel Fire website. Going, oh, I remember GeoCities, that. Geocities, oh, my God, dot .tk oh, dot, domain yeah, as well. God, yeah. Everyone's banned domain because no one's banned had money. Yeah, and they're like, well, because domain names were, owning a domain name was aspirational. <laughs> and when, who do we have to thank for changing that? MySpace. Is it really? You know, you think about what what made music more accessible for local bands to originally, like, I remember, like, you know, early in the day when I was, like, 15, 16, first getting into local music, you know, you like, a lot of bands had, like, a proper website and they had had the bandwidth to host their MP3s and their live videos because YouTube didn't exist. Um, You know, Spotify didn't exist. And um, if you wanted to listen to a band, you still had to either go out and buy their CD or you would go on the internet and... You know, you couldn't. You didn't have portable internet. You would like have to sit there with your headphones or have it through your computer. There, there was a website. My, my band, Junk Culture, um, which one of my pen names, Andrew Culture. We had a website because I knew how to build websites. I think it's probably built with Notepad, the first one. And there were so few bands with websites. There was a website called The Burbs or Burbs UK or something like that. And it was an A to Z index of all the band websites in the UK. And think there was about 40. So back then, that's how bad my band was. We were one choice out of 40 and still no one what to listen to us. Well, you know, <laughs> I, I think I had a bit of a, a thing the other day on LinkedIn about, um, you know, people talk. But it was about, I can't remember the exact gist of it. It was another one of my LinkedIn rants. Um, but, you know, it's about people like using, um, you know, like, I've got a bit of a thing on LinkedIn at the moment where you know, I'm a 35-year-old aging dude. I don't particularly like looking in the mirror and seeing that I'm starting to look older. You know, I don't particularly like taking photos of myself. So but there's age, yeah. Um, I don't like taking photos of myself. So, and a lot of people on LinkedIn, like, it has become this really, like, the algorithm seems to be rewarding selfies. And, like, people talk about, like, being an influencer as if, like, this is a whole new thing. You know, like, oh, you should be doing this now. And it's like, mate, like, Ollie Sykes from Bring Me The Horizon launched his band and his clothing label and made himself, like, a millionaire on MySpace, mostly through taking photos of himself looking like a hot little emo boy. <laughs> um, and that is what made his made him a success, you know, to this day. You know, like, Bring Me The Horizon are probably one of the biggest bands in the UK, arguably, right now, um, and have been for a while. Um, but... It's that idea that, like, you know, like, TikTok, for example, is, like, for me, yeah, it's really interesting. There's a new platform. But I'm really struggling with that at the moment because I'm finding, like, the internet is now evolving into this place where it's not just the internet with our generation. It's a lot of generations. 
and a lot of platforms have come and gone over that time and you've almost got like this like generational divide existing on the internet now where you've got like the older generation that are kind of geared more towards Facebook still you've got our generation that maybe floats somewhere between like Instagram and Twitter um, and then you've got another generation that live on TikTok you know um, and a lot of people would be like, oh, you know, you need to be on TikTok. You need to be behaving like this. You need to be doing these portrait videos and selfies and stuff like that. Honestly, in my opinion, and I don't mean this horribly to anyone who's interested on TikTok, but I find the whole concept quite narcissistic. I find it rewards human behavior that is completely intuitive to how we should be behaving and what value Do we should see. you mean counterintuitive? Counterintuitive. Sorry, that's, sorry. A, that's a bad habit. I, I didn't mean to correct you, but... That was suddenly, if you said it was intuitive, that was suddenly go rocketing off in a... Sorry, it's counterintuitive. So, so that's a completely surprising yeah. direction. You fucking idiot, Callus. <laughs> no, fair, thank you. Do correct me. Um, no, it just seems like it's counterintuitive to human nature. And, um, you know, I feel like a lot of businesses now are trying to market to me like I'm on TikTok. And I don't like that. I don't want to be... I don't want Instagram trying to make me watch reels. The, the, the it day, does my head in. The days of... of that's early digital marketing. That's late 90s, early 2000s. Market to everyone like you're their mate. I can remember building websites, 99, 2000-ish. <laughs> Again, probably Notepad or Front Page. Um, and people going, right, we've got to have pictures of our dogs. We've got to have a picture of the dog that's in the business on the website. I'd be like, yeah, people like animals, whatever. And it seemed to get more and more intense with websites where suddenly websites are trying to be all things to all people. And SEO, for me, has always been an antidote to that. Because you say, look, you're not going to market to everyone. Your market isn't everyone. Your market is what we are going to help you define and find. But the, yeah, so the polar opposite for that, I had a client this week ask, do you think I should be on TikTok? And they sell shipping containers. And I said, well, no. <laughs> probably unless you're going to generate a lot of content and they are a cool client and but their website ranks like fuck well, let, so let's, like, well let, let's let's keep doing really good They're not saying let, let's keep it all our eggs in one basket but let's just keep doing really good stuff there and let, let's just watch these other things come and go because they will we've both been around for long enough tiktok's the thing now there'll be something else that's, again, like, will it blend? On YouTube was the exact same concept as this. And everyone would be like, oh, look, this is this genius way of selling blenders. Blender sales have gone up, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but they're not fucking going up because people are throwing their iPhones in there, are they? <laughs> they're going up because people need them to eat. And this is what... Sorry, I'm getting really angry now. <laughs> but what right. a brilliant thing to get angry yeah, about. But, but, right, let's take the shipping containers example. Like, right, you could say, like, oh, you know what? Like, people love living in these things. Like, I'm a tiny house advocate. I'm mm -hmm. well into minimalism. Um... And I could be like, you know, I, I sit on Instagram all day looking at like people that have converted shipping containers, shipping containers into houses. You could, they could do that, but what a time and waste of money that would be. Because but, how many shipping containers are they actually going to sell off the back of that? But Probably also, not many. The key thing here, um, hello Jane, if you happen to be listening to this, um, shipping containers. <laughs> yes, they, they, they don't, they don't do the house. They they just sell the boxes. Yeah. They don't do that. So I've written a little bit on, on the site just to kind of you know build authority and show a broad understanding of the topic. I've written about um, ones that are being converted into homes. But what's what the, we need. What's the point in spending a ton of time on, on a, any network, TikTok or whatever, talking about converted shipping containers? Because you're going to build an audience interested in converting them into homes, and you don't do that. A lot of people are generally, you know, like it, there's a lot of things on there, out there in the world that are really interesting, but... 
people aren't watching them because they want to convert, you know, like, oh, brilliant bit of brand recognition. But, you know, again, it's like, right, let's take the example of Will It Blend, right? I've watched Will It Blend. I've watched the ones with the giant, there's a guy who had like one of those giant car crusher you know, things more, and he used to log people, things in them. More people have seen Will It Blend than have watched Star Wars. Yeah, but no, how they, many people that remember just, the blend? That just, that just sounds believable. How many people remember what the blend is? You? That was a lie. Was that a lie? That was a I lie. I wouldn't but... believe that if you hadn't told me that was a lie. So, I mean, sorry, sorry we're turning into a disinfo platform now. Andrew <laughs> has fully assigned to QAnon. Um, sorry, we're I off can't the deep end now. Spell it like Queen's a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> Go home. I'm going home. I'm going home. Um, no, where was I? Um, shipping containers. So, you know, right, there's this whole idea that, you know, like, oh, like, isn't that a brilliant bit of marketing? It's like, well, how many people notice who made the blender? Yeah. You know, and actually, if there was I a whole video it. beforehand of, you know, like, I've, I, I, I'm a big fan of um, James Ralph Angry Video Game Nerd. I've been a follower of his YouTube channel for years. And he's obviously, like, now, obviously trying to monetize his money. He does this big advert for ExpressVPN as part of the oh, yeah. um, video. So it's not even like an ad. It's like you get your ads because it's ad monetized. And then you, um, you know, uh, skip that. And then he goes off on a minute and a half rant about ExpressVPN that I skip. And it's like, <laughs> there's an agency out there somewhere, a marketing department, have been like, oh, look how many impressions this video has got. But they haven't considered how many of those impressions just went, fuck you. Um, so, and a lot of people don't see that. And this, again, like, ties into this whole idea of, like, you know, like, but at least VP, ExpressVPN, I have watched one of these adverts, and it tells me what it does and how it does it and why it's good. That's what I want in an advert. Like, one of my biggest problems with marketing, and this is a real general thing that ties into, like, you know, let's get into the fucking punk rock roots of, like, you know, like, what we believe. But marketing is almost used as a form of propaganda. And as someone who it, is a marketer, is I want to get away from that. I just want to be like, look... Stop treating your audience like fucking idiots. Stop manipulating them. Stop telling them that, oh, we don't sell a product. We sell a lifestyle. Like, you know, drink this wine and you will see yourself on a posh balcony in a city living this luxurious life. It's bollocks! You know that thing? (laughs) You know they always say, sell the sizzle, not the sausage? Yeah. You can't eat the fucking sizzle. Yeah. I mean, like, it's mega frustrating that I watch so many people celebrate this as well like you know like I see people that will post on LinkedIn like oh look at this brilliant Coca-Cola marketing campaign look at this brilliant McDonald's marketing campaign it's like like these are companies that are doing horrible damage to the world you know like for health for money for paying people for extracting profit from local communities and people will just go, oh, but look, they put a rainbow logo on their on their logo, and me, they celebrate that. It's like, yeah, but then they donated money to the Qatar World Cup. Like for me, that that sort of thing is there. There are some takedown takedowns. There are some breakdowns I really like. Like you know, Lewis Folkard, he does. He looks at old adverts generally. He looks at the language of it. But when people say, look at what this blue chip brand has done, isn't it brilliant? It's like saying, look what a company with an unlimited marketing budget has spent a phenomenal amount of money on. It's like saying, well, if you give someone a million pounds to design something, it's probably going to be fairly good. What still impressed me about the punk rocker marketing, and SEO is the punk rocker marketing, is going, look what we've got that we haven't bankrupted you for. Mm. Look, we've used brains. We've used our abilities to make help you punch far above your weight. I love doing that. That's what's cool. Not, well, shit, do you know what? If you spend a million pounds a month, like 
you know, if you're a big brand, a big clothing brand, you spend a million pounds a month on Facebook ads in the UK, yeah, you probably are going to make a few sales. But what's really interesting is the company who spends almost nothing or just does good stuff and gets good stuff out, they're never going to be Nike. But that shit's really interesting and that's really powerful, I think. Not, not who's got the biggest budget. Hey, this is a thing that agencies, big agents, you know, as, as you sort of said on the introduction, you know, I've done a lot of big agency stuff. Um, you know, I've worked for some relatively established agencies, um, you know, um, and I've worked for some great agencies. I've worked at some fucking terrible agencies, um, not naming names. Um, but one of the things Please I really find is, and this is where I kind of, this is what pushed me into the freelance life is, I was sat there and I was doing my clients' budgets and I'm like, they're paying this much. I looked and I was like, I'm magic managing a monthly portfolio of probably around about £150,000 a, a month. A month. A month. Over, between like four clients, right? And I'm sat there, I'm doing their SEO strategy, right? So I'm, just, I'm doing the research and using my knowledge to decide what they do. It then goes through a project manager and account manager. The account manager exists purely to communicate things. A project manager exists purely to put things in a Gantt file. Um, planning, mm-hmm. you know, let's call it that. Then I get a massive pain in the arse in the middle with that process because people then have to ask me a million questions because they can't just look at the fucking spreadsheet. So that was a massive distraction in my time. Um, I then would... Once all that was out of the way, I would then have to do the work, you know, so I would actually have to deliver the work, do the work, talk to the client about the work, advise the client, go to the client meetings, blah, 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 um, and then write their report at the end of the month, you know. Um, yeah, there was a wider team there, but by, by and large, you know, like, there was two people, you know, responsible for this. And I was like, well, hang on a minute, where's that money going? How come I'm managing a 150, you know, like I would argue that I'm doing about £100,000 worth of work a month here, right? And I'm getting paid f- like five grand at the end of it a month. So where's that other 95 going? Well, it's going on the board shareholders and the people that have invested and bought out the agency and their massive umbrella of digital businesses that they have no idea how to run because they're just venture capitalists and they just run around in their suits making themselves sound big when they're actually fucking morons. Um, Some of it's going on the business overheads of being a wanky company with multiple offices around the country and their big offices and their Tuesday morning yoga classes where you can get fucked if you think I'm going to lose my morning doing yoga, you know, like just pay me more money. Let me have the, let me have the morning off. You go do your yoga and pay me more money for it, you know, whatever. Um, It's literally like you're describing another planet to me. Never worked. Welcome. Yeah. I'd see your face lighting up. You're like, oh, here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Um, But no, like, and then I I was just like, do you know what? I could go to market, I could do all this directly, I could cut out all the bullshit that you're paying, for, you know, because companies, you know, bear in mind, you think about that, right? Think about this, if you're a big business, right, and you're paying a company, um, you know, £100,000 a month for SEO, right? Yeah, the person doing that work at the end, the value you're getting is five, the company are paying five grand to the staff member who's doing it, who's actually responsible for your results, you know, like, I realised, I was like, I could charge a third of what agencies do, right? I, I, char- I think I charge on average probably around about half of what agencies do, right? I can be directly accountable to results with none of that bullshit in the middle. Um, 
I can make sure that I do things my way and I don't have to jump through hoops of like, you know, like again, bosses coming in and saying, oh, we now do SEO this way, you know, we're going to, it's like, well, yeah, but cool, like you're not on the tools, so fuck off telling me how to do my job, yeah? Um, <laughs> and I just went, one day, I just, you know, I went in-house for a bit before my last agency. I burned bridges there. I, I, I really did. I was, 2019 was a really, really rough year for me personally, you know, and, and I don't, I want to keep his business, I don't want to get too much into, you know. Yeah, but you are a human. Yeah, I am a human, sadly. Um, I'm not going to say sadly, it's a a very enjoyable, short experience in the universe. Um, You know, the alternative to this experience is not having that experience, so whatever. Um, But I've just found... You know, like getting into that world, like I, you know, going back to like sort of trying to loop this back around to what you were saying about, you know, like making a difference and working smart. Um, that's the difference, isn't it? It is literally, I am working smart because you've hired me and I know how to cut out all that bullshit and get results. Um, you don't have to pay for that project manager. You don't have to pay for that venture capitalist twat in a suit salary. You know, like you're paying me directly. It's going into my pocket. And I'm honest and transparent and I take responsibility for what I do. Um, but I have a client who is paying me £220 a month, right? Um, they do a medical procedure. I'm, I'm not going to... I'm going to NDA this. I don't know... Like, I'll, 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 I'll show the client this, but um, I'm not, I'm not going to mention names. No, don't, don't say it here. <laughs> I've, I would love to, like, uh, but then I'm like, oh, no, I shouldn't be No, I think I'm responsible because it's my podcast, yeah. so I'll be the one getting the shit. Yeah, go on, then I'm going to mention all my clients. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna mention even the ones that I don't work with anymore because I sacked them off because they were start, arseholes. I'm just going to start making ones up. Anyway. Mm. Sorry, go on. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's paying me £200 a month. He came on board. He originally had hired, like, he got an, a dodgy spam in his contact box. So, do you need SEO? And outsourced it to a developing country where, you know, it was stack them high, sell them cheap. Very, very dated concepts. And I've came in and went, well, you know, first things first, you're solving multiple locations. We need multiple Google local business profiles right you need one for every location because he, he has a physical presence there you know we've launched landing pages for each town that he's based in with unique content we've based we've launched service pages with um you know the service the, the, the medical procedures that he provides including the fact that he also does home visits because that's a big search thing improve the home page um you know he's ranking on page one for all the towns that he's in now like for specifically for four or five variations of keywords he does and that's because he had some people in there before he was paying 200 pound a month who didn't even know how to submit the xml sitemap in google search console when i went in i was like these people had no idea they set up one google business profile for his head office and didn't do any of the small region ones they said oh yeah we need to do content and just stuck like loads of crap up about what he did really there was no there was no hyper targeting and long-term content strategy it was just spewing words on the website with no thought of structure or hierarchy so we're now moving you know into like a blog struct because now the next step for him is right we need to build up your authority um in terms of you know okay we've got the early grounds but to keep it we need to make google see you in an eat way um you know like just writing about what you do and Mm -hmm. we started rolling out you know and once a month i write him a blog brief i go right i've looked at some keyword data here's what you need to write here's the structure it needs to go in sometimes he'll write it sometimes he'll he'll get it outsourced to someone else um they do it um you know he fact checks it all um because obviously it's going up in his name so it's kind of like a ghostwriting process but Mm. 
it's ghost. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a thing against ghostwriting. I actually AI content can provide a lot of that. That's what I'm not going off on the AI content because everyone's know. talking about it. it it's boring. Every, everyone is, but everyone's so coming across as so polarized. Yeah. It, it's a brilliant blank blank sheet of paper problem solver. Yeah. But if you're churning out whole websites, then yeah, it's it's content spinning. It's, Just call it what it is. Let's <laughs> go back to 2010. God, content spinning. Yeah. I never got into. I've never got into. Download like Scrapebox. Let's go. <laughs> Scrapebox. <laughs> I used to use it because ping back comment spam. Scrapebox. Why did I use Scrape? I never used it for spamming because why? Um, back in the I? early days, it used to have very. It linked. It was with... Screaming Frog. A lot of people used to use it in a very similar way to Screaming well, Frog. Well, I did. I, I it it connected with the Moz API. And it, you could find out, well, yeah, Screaming Frog completely annihilated it, just stopped it being useful. But mentioned Scrapebox in a room full of SEOs 10 years ago. Half of them, you'd hear their ass cheeks all clamp shut. Nowadays, like, you say, and everyone goes, well, Scrapebox. So I remember, like, I forget. Which I think probably is good, actually, yeah, in the long but term. Yeah, but I'm like, I find it quite funny now that it's like 11 years, and you're like, yeah, I'm a vet. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm like, I started in this industry yesterday. I have massive imposter syndrome. Um, but yeah, sorry, go back on. So yeah, anyway, we're launching this content for him, but it's working and he's paying, you know, because I say to clients, I'm like, well, what can you afford? Because actually, sometimes spending a little bit periodically smart and, and, and meeting in the end, you know, meeting in the middle mm. and, you know, if you, I can tell you what to write, you need to write it. I can tell you what to do, you need to do it. Um, you can you can spend a budget very very smart and drive results and that's why it annoys me that there's people on LinkedIn who go like oh you know if you're spending less than 20 grand a month on SEO I don't know why I do this funny voice when I interpret that's that's what you sound like to me on LinkedIn I looked at the microphone he's, he's, there was there was like passion I was like you yeah I just want to say he wasn't looking at me then <laughs> yeah I was yeah um no um you, you don't have to spend 20 grand a month no. I, I've got clients that, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to talk. But you might have to. You might. Yeah, but I wouldn't take on jobs like that because it'd be too big for me. I mean, it's, I've got clients who, yeah, have been with me many, many years, paying similar amounts to what you just mentioned. And it's because over many years, it's been really collaborative. We've got to know each other really, really well. I know their business really well. And they don't need a, a, a massive team full of people because the, the industry they're in isn't, isn't hyper-competitive. And it's enough. You know, the idea, you see that. But what if, you're, if you're spending, right, I'm going to tell you now, right, if you're spending 10 grand with an agency who are then only delivering about two grand of SEO work a month, or you're paying me two grand to do your SEO a month, I can tell you fucking now that I'm doing a better job. And I know that sounds arrogant, but I've got to a point now where I'm like, actually, I need to big myself up more because I see what other agencies are doing. Like, I, I have businesses come to me and be like, oh, you know, we're not sure about our current agency. And you, I, I had this rant the other day. Um, it was, I think, is it Daniel Shaw, his name is, put a thing up. I think you liked it about if you're not sending a monthly report, oh, reports, to, if, you're, yeah. if your agency isn't sending you a monthly report, it's fire them. And it amazed me how many people got caught with their pants down on that post going, well, I don't send monthly reports. I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Well, the, the other thing was that that interests me about that post, and I know it's it's not greatly entertaining for a podcast listener to, to have me talk about a, a post, but there seemed to be an insinuation that sending massive big meaty reports was somehow more valuable. I, I send... Bullet point lists, that's all I, they I need. Say, I, I literally call it an executive summary. And yeah. I say, ah, I'm using literally correctly because it's writing. Oh, sorry if that bang, that's the right. coaster stuck to my glass. Um, because the client... I say I was talking to you before we started recording. Some clients really want to know, and I'll sit down and I'll talk at de- you know at length about what we do. Other ones, what's gone on, what's gone down, what we're going to do about it. 
That's what you it. done, what you delivered, yeah. what's the general results look like. But a lot of the time I then dig deep and I go, well, what what, what work are they doing? And they're like, well, we don't really know. And I'm like, well, can you find out? And then you'll get like an email over and you'll be like, all of this is just the wrong stuff. Like, you know, they're focusing their energy in rolling out schema, but I... the schema's going on pages on the website that aren't even See, structured no, that, in a friendly that's way. That's even still quite positive for some of the work I've seen over the years. Oh, yeah. There, there was a local company and... They name and shame. Name. No, no, I'm not going to name it. <laughs> it. It was a company that that they were they're skilled. They they built stuff for your house. I'm not going to go any more deep than that. Um, and they said straight off, how much do you charge? And I said, look, I I don't bloody know. I haven't looked at your website yet. What, what's going on? You know, I can't. It's a cliche, but I can't prescribe until I'm diagnosed. And they said, right, we'll tell you now. We pay five hundred pounds a month. For our SEO, we're not prepared to pay more. And I was like, okay, well, well what, do you, what do you get for that? And they said, uh, I said, let's send us the last report you got. And I got the, they sent the report and it said, tasks done this month, cru- cruel budget analysis. What did it tell you? I said, did you what, learn from said, it? What did the previous month say? It said cruel budget analysis. How far back has this cruel budget analysis <laughs> gone? And yeah, what was the outcome of the cruel budget analysis? I don't know. We pay them to do the SEO. I'm like, that's sometimes cruel budget analysis. Yeah, as you said, massive site. There, there is a time and a place. Not, not a small company with ten employees but doing you. What is that? That's because pro- I. All right, I have a thing, and this is something that um, shout out to Andy Smith actually put this idea in my head originally, but. Um, he said about you know when when I he wanted a checklist for SEO like mm-hmm. he literally was like every month we need to That's do tough. our due diligence and check and it did remind because a lot of agencies don't I, oh it has the name of dil- due diligence absolutely but. But yeah, that's sorry. That's that's the point. Like, but also at the same time, you're doing that right. So that that let's call that the analysis. But I don't just do that. I, I will say, client, right? So I I I've looked at everything this month. I've I've crawled the website. Nothing's broke. Brilliant. But once in a blue moon, I'll crawl something and go, oh shit! If I hadn't have done that, mm. we would be in a deep problem. Yeah, there, there, there's core things you do, mm. and that is that's your. Safety. But you do proactive stuff with it. It's your you safety. Do, it's your, but yeah. that that stuff, the checklist stuff, is your safety net and. Again, again, people people I work with, like business advisors, or whatever, say, right, you should have this checklist. You should have packages. You should have like gold, silver, bronze. I've never done that because I don't have any two clients. I'll be honest, I've got twelve clients. I don't have two clients who have the same needs. Yeah. So what am I going to do with gold, silver, bronze? If someone goes, do you know what? Because what if you have gold, silver, bronze? People will invariably go for gold if they've got the money. Because they're like, no, no, I need the best. I need to make sure I'm getting as much out of it. But if I've got a, that 200 quid client who in reality just needs ticking over, and they, I tell them that, and, and that's in the reports, if they came to me and said, no, I want the gold, I'd be like, there's nothing for me to do. Yeah, PSA, uh, if you're selling tiered SEO with benchmarks. Pub- PSA, in, public service uh, announcement. Yeah, sorry. PS, PSA, public service if you're If you're selling SEO like you're, you're running a car wash... <laughs> Um, get fucked um, but no um, like SEO is bespoke like a client will come to me and go oh we need SEO and I'll go okay well do you want wax foam or not yeah do you want wax foam or not you know um, 
No, I'll say like, okay, well, you know, and I used to do this for free. I, I charge now for my initial orders because someone said to me like, no, the, oh, it might have been you. You said like, actually, why aren't you charging for these? Because they are, I, they are a mini audit. Some, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I, if I depends on what I'm I, doing. I, I, I won't work with. Here, here's another one. If you're hiring an SEO agency and they don't do something at the start. You need to ask difficult questions. I think it's completely fair and reasonable to do a feasibility study. If, if I take a quick first, wins, if I if I do a, that word. if I do a quick look, the the way my process works, I do a quick look and I do a screen recording video and I say, "Show us your competitors," and at that point, I'll either say, "Look, this isn't an SEO job," or "This is roughly how big I think the job should be." From that point, sometimes we then still have to do a paid feasibility study. I mean, you and I, well, I've come unstuck in the past by not digging deep enough at that point. Uh, so We've no, all done it, and we still do. Like, I, I did one the other day where I was doing a pitch, and I thought, do you know what? This is quite a big bit of, like, one-off money. So, and, and in the end, I said, like, do you know what? Like, I need to jump on the phone and just explain this to you because I'm going to lose a day just summarising, hmm. like, what I can see at a top level. And I... I I do, I do tend to just say, because, you know, like, well, usually for the clients and the businesses that come to me and the size they are, you know, like, nine times out of ten, I can usually get a rough idea of what's going on within, like, a couple of hours intuitive looking around, or at least go, this is where I think you need to dig, um, you know, and I charge for that, because that's kind of an initial assessment well, it's, that they it's can go your, and do. It's using your experience. But that's, that's bespoke. It's like you you can't just go, like, oh, you know, take these websites and throw them in three categories, and that's how their SEO works. Um, you know, and I have clients that I've, you know, I had a client last year go from three days a month to a day a month, you know, for budget reasons, it mm. happens. Um, and I had to really have a think of, okay, well, you know, based on what I deliver in three days a month, this is what I'm going to have to remove from that package, if your strategy, if you will, to get it down. Like, to be fair, it was fairly simple. It literally just came down to, okay, well, we'll slow down content production because that, that tends to be so that, that tends to be where, where we dial it down if we have to because that that's, well, it's a big part of the budget. Well, yeah, that's your spade, isn't it? And you dig in a hole and, you know, if you've got three, three diggers and you lose, you know, you still need to dig the hole if the two diggers leave mm. that are with you, but you're just going to be digging it at a slower rate because you've got less, you know, people digging. Um, yeah, metaphors! Um... <laughs> But it is one of those things where I think you have to kind of find that sweet spot and it's very hard to do because even to this day and age, you know, like I was chatting to someone the other day who said, um, you know, like I sent them, because obviously, you know, working in an echo chamber, I sent them over something and they, it was a proposal and they were like, you really undercharge? And I'm like, I don't know what I'd do if I... Ch I have just upped my prices recently, how does, but how does anyone... that's because my outgoings have gone up. But... Well, my, my outgoings, when I... When I was a lad, when I got into this, there were no When Freddo's were 6p. They're, they're pre-Freddo's. Um, oh, God. Uh, Pre-Cadbury's. When Space Snap, Snap Crisps were five pence a pack. Oh, God. Yeah, what a crisp. <laughs> Tomato ketchup flavour. Anyway, um, there were no outgoings. SEO was literally... It was my brain and owning a computer. That was it. There were no tools. Well, there was web position gold, but that was a shitty load of doorway page generating bullshit. So that was it. Now, the tools we have are amazing. Some of the tools... I'm, I'm in awe of Screaming Frog. I, 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 I actually do use it for fun sometimes because I, I like that kind of thing. But I use it a lot in everyday life for shortcuts. Like, it is one of the other day... Actually, um, I was telling you about this before the call. It's actually... Um, it's not, But just the kind of things I think is like, right... 
Um, I had a client who work, I was telling you about, they work in missile pensions mm. um, and they want to generate leads from that. So there's a lot of, like, if a company goes bust, there might be, like, a big pension scandal or whatever. So they wanted a list of, like, you know, off the FSCS website of all the um, companies that have recently gone bust. And I just went, all right, well, to get that off, the easiest way to do it is just crawl it and get all the pages, get the page titles delete the pipe with the brand on the end and then I had a full list and now I've got to just go up and find out how big those companies are and how much they were worth and then I could probably weigh up which ones we should prioritise the content on. But that's intuitive thinking with Screaming Frog that isn't how people would initially use it. You know, like, it's so much more than just the web crawler. It is, but it, it's so it's so much better than previous tools. You mentioned Scrapebox because Scrapebox was a sharp knives draw. Scrapebox was much more like a strip back calculator to me. I think Screaming Frog came in with a, like, this is what it's for. But the, Scrapebox was more like a, an open source kind Scrapebox of was users for, you need. It was Scrapebox was for spamming comments sections. That's how it got used. But again, like, you know, you look, like, we're going did. through I, this I now with AI content. I don't need to say it, yeah. but shit, I never, ever did that. But that's why when you mentioned Scrapebox in front of SEOs, they were <gasps> we're having it now we're like what's changed you know like history is just humans making the same fucking mistakes over and over in a different framework got AI content you know like already like I'm seeing people that are you know it can write content for your website I for a laugh decided that I was going to try and get it to write because I need to write some blog content on mine and I was thinking do you know what I might do an article with AI content and then put my version up afterwards a few months a few weeks later and not do a little comparison but then I just like you know what I tried to get I tried to get open whatever GPT and it's just like the stuff it writes is like you know bear in mind I'd like to think if you're listening to this podcast right now like I am unashamedly me and I think that's part of the problem when you work for yourself and there's no one telling you to tone it down a bit is I've just jumped off the fucking deep end with my personality in my 30s but I don't care like I'm good at SEO and if you want me to do your SEO you got to deal with me sadly attached to that skill set <laughs> Um, God bless my clients, right? It sounded like a barnacle or something. Yeah, a leech. <laughs> a leech that makes you money. Um, but no. Um, you said about op- open... Right, so my yeah, I'm gonna. I've just gone off on one again. No, but, but we had no direction for my, this. My at thing, all, my we? thing on on that at the moment, I'm, it, it's reached penetration to the point that clients are asking about should we be using it? What scrape box? <laughs> no, the chat uh, GBT. Yes. Thing. I say, have a play with it, but it, it's that sort of thing. It's been around for a while. But there's still people going like, oh, you know, you can use it to write your five-step business plan. I'm like, mate, if you needed AI content to figure out a five-step business plan that generic, you're a fucking idiot. There Don't start no, the business. That, that's that's it. So I, I, I we, we use Jasper for some stuff, which is, is one of the other it tools. It does. It has its uses. But we use it for stuff where it's it's literally blank page syndrome. If you're, I'm, uh, I'm not saying this to be to be an idiot, but I'm more of a, I write more than you. I think I would consider myself a writer. I consider you a te- you've got really quiet. <laughs> I consider you a technician. So I, I basically, I'd be, I'll give you an example. I wrote a, a monthly column for the Association of Insurance and Risk Managers for 12 years. And after 12 years, I had to ring the editor and go, there's nothing left. To write about. The well is dry. I had this with a client. So Jasper, you, you, you go, blah, tell me, tell me stuff. And it gives you beige to, to what you're saying, Yo, it gives you, it gives you yeah. beige. And you go, whoa, that's beige. 
but oh yeah i hadn't thought of that and then then you you can generate some chunks mm. and if you take those chunks and put them on a website that's that's probably quite a bad idea but if you take those chunks and go right well that started a train of thought now i'm going to heavily heavily edit it's, that it's an initial like it's a it's a good place to start with templating you know like i could go off now a... and go yo chat gpt tell me get me a comprehensive list of all the complaints and problems that clients have with seo and it will go off and it will get all that off the internet and it will say, you know, frustrations of people. And you mm. could go, okay, cool. The answers suck, you know, the content, right? But all I need to do now is take those headings yeah. and fill in the gap with my personality. Um, that's what really interests me about it. It's not... But that's how I've been using, con- you know, people are going, oh, you can use it this way. I'm like, mate, you should have been using SEMrush in your brain and Excel for that month, well, th- years ago. This is this has been a persistent thing in SEO. If uh, If software comes along that removes all the pain it's never going to be the solution for long and again these aren't things i've done but back when people still use pbns i guess don't they but yes people go, a oh, buy a P- i don't buy a pbn link the question i say you have you have to ask yourself with, with good seo is is that removing too much of the pain because if you remove some of the pain that's fine if you remove all of the pain six months from now all your competitors are going to be doing the same thing and you'll be exactly where you fucking are now this is what i've been saying with ai content though is like people like going oh well, google can't detect it at the moment you know like and i said who someone, gives a shit yeah I, now who g- gives a shit if they can or can't are you making something good but that's the problem you know like the same with article spinning there's only so many oh, ways you can write a piece of there's only so many if you i said to a human content writer tomorrow like right i've got 18 different websites right and they all need an article about the challenges that businesses face with seo um after about writing the article five times your brain's going to be on fire you're going to be like how do i how do i and this is what ai content doesn't have that limit no. so it's just going to constantly keep spinning for you, and it's going to get weirder eventually I, to make unique content you end up back where article spinners were leaves a massive footprint google go well that's a quality content quality problem this is the google puffin update bang that, that, that button that, pressed that's game it, over my point exactly there there isn't there is never but let people fuck solution. with it. Let but them do I, it. I just had to. I just did a Google search for article spinning because it's been so long since I heard someone. Met, that's not the result. That's a client's website. I was, just, yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> Hang on a minute. No, no, no. That, that's not the result. <laughs> what have you been doing, Andrew? No, I, I looked it up because I thought if someone's listening to this who hasn't been around SEO as long as we have, they're going to think, "What the hell is that?" And I, there are articles about it. If you want to know what article spinning is. Just, I'm not. Gonna, we're not going to go on about. It. Just go look at it and just see it as a warning from. What from were the, the past. old article like? We had directories of. Directories still have value if they're good, but there was the ones that just existed, like Ezine and stuff, and it just you could just upload like any old content up there with like a link in it, and people used to just like. Oh, on right. some of the stuff because I, I, I funny enough my SEO story is like I, I look back at it now and I'm like you poor 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 man what you went through like bear in mind like come out of the 2008 recession like I've been delivering pizza for Domino's doing agency working on the doll you know so like it was a bit of a rough ride and I landed this job finally off the back of some of my social media experience and I'm getting to SEO and it's like you know you do a bit of this linking and a bit of that linking but you know be careful because you know Panda came along and people are a bit worried about it and then six months in boom Panda uh, Penguin went off and like 
everyone was just running around with like no idea what was going on but everyone was also like completely bullshitting on the face of it publicly so you had all these influencers going oh well i think the problem is this this and this and then you found out that they were like doing the same stuff as well you know like all these big agencies like everyone was running around and a lot of people just gave up a lot of people did say this seo game's got too hard and i think it did have a moment like i, I think penguin was a google pr stunt somewhat and they waited for the scale to sort of balance themselves like I think making businesses suffer for as long as they did was really, really horrible because don't get me wrong, like there were a lot of SEOs out there where I was like, well, mate, you've just been gaming the system and the playing field's just got a bit more leveled at you, tough shit. But there was a lot of businesses that were sold something yeah. in unfairly and incorrectly. And um, there was a lot of businesses that you did know what they were doing though. So, um, you know, call it what it will. But article spinning as well, like all this stuff, you know, like... People act like Google is a couple of like people that are sat in an office, like <laughs> Googling things and going, Oh, that looks the same as that. Like, put that in quotation marks. And it's AI. Google has some of the most advanced AI going to crawl the web. Like, it is AI versus AI. And whose AI is going to win? Like, let's be honest. It is Google. Because yeah. Google are fucking loaded. <laughs> I think that I've just realised we're out of time but let's just have that as the uh, as the final thing I'll put that as the quote Google are fucking loaded there you go thank you for having me on though like I, I, I was a bit worried actually because as soon as I started talking I was like oh my god like, I feel like I'm on the radio um, I've got a microphone in my face and um, I have a horrible habit of forgetting what I'm on about halfway through because I go off on tangents but I think Maybe we already made our peace with it being like that because we had a rough structure and we haven't actually spoke about any of that. Well, I thought we were going to talk about, you know, running our businesses as anarchist, socialist, punks. And I think a lot of that has tied into it somewhat. But I think maybe we just need to do a weekly thing where we just have a rant about what's going on in SEO. Yeah, okay, I, I think, I think Get me on the new one. I don't know. I quite I enjoyed think, it. I do wonder if it could be its own thing, actually. Callis and Andy talk bollocks. <laughs> Yes, yeah. See, I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly open and honest about this. This like polished, the polished LinkedIn persona. I I couldn't do that when I was at school, let alone trying to do it now as a middle-aged man. I can't be bothered anymore. Like I've spent all my life, somewhat in a professional capacity. You know, being a pierced grebo who had like you know long hair and then green hair, and you know I'm, I'm I still you know I've got patches all over my jeans and I'm quite clearly am alternative and all that um i've spent my whole life having to being told tone it down having people look at me when i walk down the street and you know like i'm used to it and i just can't be bothered like it's like i don't get paid enough to pretend to be on someone else i'm not an actor and actually a lot of the people who do give i think professionalism is just a trap because how many people right now are getting done for like ponzi scams because they put a suit and tie on and spoke confidently and everyone went I trust that man. Um, you know, you can trust me because um, I struggle at lying and I'm a bit of a mouthy prick. So I'll always end up letting out the truth sooner or later. You need to put that on your... your I can't be bothered to lie. Put it like, on one of your pogs. Yeah. <laughs> lying, lying... Dan has pogs, just for anyone yeah. listening. He doesn't but, know, I do business plectrums, you do business pogs. Yeah. Lying is one of those things, though, where like I've always looked at people who lie and I'm like, it always catches up to you and it seems exhausting. It's, it's, it's like, I don't have to worry that. about tripping up over my own words because I'm never... I don't say things that I don't believe at that I time. I don't claim to be perfect. Yeah, exactly. if, it's, I know I've definitely lost work in the past... Not that long ago, a national brand approached me, and 
I kind of, you know, sometimes you, you, you get approached and you think, no, they're just rinsing me for information. Nothing's going to come of it. And they said, I spoke to their agent, as it were, and they said, right, we'd like you to meet the business owner. I said, okay, whatever. Well, not whatever. I said, okay, fine. Ooh, business owner. Uh, business Can owner. I get his autograph? Uh, <laughs> fuck off. And um, <laughs> I went into a Zoom call and they said, right, we're ready for your pitch now. And I just looked at them blankly. I went, I've never pitched in all my life. I was like, I'm going to have to ask, what were you expecting? They're like, well... Did they not ask for a pitch, though? I think they just assumed that's what I... I've never done a pitch. I was like, what are you you expecting? So at least some slides or stuff. And I said, I could make some slides that would say whatever I want them to say. Instead of that, can we have a conversation? And they were genial and fine, but didn't get it. And I know it's because I didn't pitch and they would have spoken to other seo people came in much who did pitch prepared, yeah i didn't pitch when i worked in london a lot of the time though you i'm at that point though where like the first thing i always say when someone gets in touch with me as well is like well what do you need what's i can't tell you how to do seo unless i know what good looks like to your business yeah i i ask that there's what does success look like it's a cliche phrase but what what do you want because the other thing that i know definitely lose me business is i tell a lot of people seo isn't going to work for them yeah, it does. I've, I lost. I had um, someone come to me about a year ago saying, "Oh, just started this business. I'm, I'm not sure about the SEO we've got working for us, and we're, we're thinking about getting rid and getting someone new. And what do you think?" And I had a look, and bear in mind, I could just turn around and went, "Yeah, the shit, hire me." Um, but I was like, I can't fault what they're doing. Like, you know, if you're having a comms issue with this person, mm. resolve the comms issue because honestly like I, there's nothing this person is doing that i would say that, is bad it 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 genuinely gives me joy when i when i look at it happens all the time you know i think it's quite a healthy thing for people to to not change seos but to challenge and and as long as it's done in a nice way and it, it gives it fills me with joy when someone says would you mind having a look at what what's come before me basically and, and we can dig deep bit of an seo and it gives me such joy to look and see it's done well mm. and i i will say no the person you've got working for you they're doing a lovely job i i don't know all the ins and outs but the things that i can see the danger signs we look for none are there it looks like they're doing nice work and that's lovely because it's one person one other person hopefully hopefully i i'm making enough of an effort to, to balance yeah. out my negativity at the end of the podcast with a nice positive <laughs> no, message say to be an, a, <laughs> be an evangelist for SEO a, a cynical evangelist there are there are you know there are a lot of good SEOs out there um, they really you are. know and I've worked with some of them um, you know and even to this day like you know like I'll, I'll be like you know I, who do I recommend for business mostly are people I work with and I trust um, you know and I think it works both ways because I think a lot of, I do get a lot of my work does come through referrals so evidently I can't be doing something you know I'm always like oh maybe I'm being a little bit too much full on me but then you know I went out on a Christmas staff do uh, shout out Frill um, who invited me out because I do a bit of work for him and um, yeah I realised I was like actually everyone's just fucking loopy <laughs> like, loopy yeah. I don't know those guys I, I've been They're asked fun. <laughs> Twice Very today, fun. if I know them, and I, I, I don't know how I don't because they're they're on nearby. But I mean, like you know, like maybe we could talk about this a bit more in the future. I don't know, but you know, even like the the little like gatherings we have in, you know, we've got our stupid little noise scene in Suffolk, and the amount of people in it that you know you meet up with and you end up chatting shop with them because 
we're also also working in the same industry and then at the, and then uh, you know like working by day seo digital marketing and then in the evening we're plugging pedals into loud amps and going <laughs> excellent I've, I've got to wrap it up yeah uh, thank you I've, I've got, I've got a, sorry everyone to do at, at four o'clock um yeah let's let's do it again yeah cool right do you want to say goodbye and i'm going to put massive distortion on you saying goodbye Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.